Welcome everybody to the 34th episode of uh, Indian Diaspora podcast. Today we will be talking about an interesting part of our life, which is uh, four years in a hostel, or as we used to call them, Hall of Residences back in Kharagpur. So we're going to talk a little bit about our life over there and uh, hopefully we'll keep away from things uh, that uh, would embarrass uh, our children. And uh, let's see. So what I want to do is I want to open up with my my own life. So when I came to Kharagpur, I was allocated Azad Hall. And I landed in Azad Hall knowing nothing about the hostels or hostel systems because I had all lived in home like most school uh, going children. So I land up there. I'm given a room. And my roommate was this guy called B. Santosh. He was a Malayali guy. And I came from a Hindi belt, knowing little or almost no English. And I have a roomie who's, uh, who doesn't know Hindi. So it was the first interesting couple of uh, interesting couple of days. Alternatively, I found out another pair like that. Uh, Ajay Pratap was paired with Zakaria Cheko. He's a prophet up in Maryland. And they had a similar combo, uh, Malayali guy <laughs> with a Hindi-speaking guy. So somewhere in like, couple of days we decided to switch. Now that might sound trivial, but actually that was a life-changing switch for me because Ajay Pratap and I made a strong bond for four years and I'm going to a little bit talk about that and how that went. So that's how my hostel life in Kharagpur started and uh, I'm going to let uh, one of you guys start. So Vijay, you want to start? Sure. My arrival is probably quite different from all of you because I don't know if you recall, I had jaundice when I had to join Kharagpur. So I was medically not allowed to uh, go away from home and, you know, live alone in, I mean, not alone in a hostel, but uh, the advice was to take a few more weeks before I joined uh, the hostel. So I came to Kharagpur. Um, I don't know if I came on time with my dad, but then I was... Uh, Sent back by the doctor in Kharagpur from the hospital saying, nope, he can't stay here. He needs to get better. So I went back to Delhi and then came back a few weeks later. So I kind of missed those early days, the first two or three weeks when the uh, rest of the batch came into the hostel uh, and uh, got to know everybody. I showed up and I kind of, all the newbies, you guys had already made your bonds and kind of knew everybody. And I had to start from scratch at that point. So it was a very weird uh, experience for me. Going to Kharagpur itself was kind of intimidating. Uh, you know, I was in Delhi. Kharagpur was far away, 1,000 kilometers away in Bengal. It was the only IIT, I think, which was not in a big city. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And when we went for our uh, 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 sort of uh, identifying which departments and which IITs you wanted to join, I kind of was hoping against hope I wouldn't show up in Kharagpur. But after living for four years in Azad Hall, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything, especially having benchmarked how life went in hostels and other IITs. We were secluded. We had to figure out things on our own. And I think that's what sticks out most in my memory. The day I arrived there, it's really funny. I, I walked into the hostel. You know, we all had, I guess we all showed up with this big hold all, this thing that's rolled up with your mattress and everything in it. And then you have a big trunk with all your stuff. Uh, and I had some of the stuff from my dad's army issues. So we had this big trunk, etc. And we we're kind of dragging it into the hostel. And I saw this guy standing in the just at the entrance near the mess, uh, looking like he was one of the workers in the hostel. And I almost asked for his help and found out later 
that it was not would not have been a good idea because he was a final year computer science student <laughs> that's how people dressed in the hostel and so it was a very interesting first experience in the hostel and hostel life and everything uh, that those are the first initial memories getting into karakpur for me i actually that i did not know that part uh, by the way i did also suffer from jaundice in seventh semester but uh, uh i don't know why they let me stay but yeah that that's yeah. interesting didn't know that you were a late joining for us so vijay do you remember vijay do you remember who this final year yeah i'll was? tell you offline right <laughs> <laughs> not to be disclosed in public so so look you know i mean neeraj uh, you know i arrived like all of us most of us uh, you know on the 3rd of september in 1989 uh you know my family has had a long association with kharagpur so i was kind of aware of kharagpur but actually until counseling which was only 3 weeks before we finally arrived for admission i had never been to kharagpur I mean, i'd heard lots of stories of it and i had an image of what kharagpur might look like but i honestly uh, you know many of those things turned out to be very different from what i had imagined <clears throat> so you know the train from rachi to kharagpur used to arrive very early in the morning at half past 3 in the morning so i'd arrived in the hostel you know before daybreak and uh, you know the hostel was quite organized about welcoming all of us there were people there uh, you know we all had been assigned rooms you know there was somebody to tell us where to go and all that and i was paired up with uh, shalab raizada who was not only from rachi you know so uh, you know i didn't know him in rachi because he was from a different school but he was from rachi and he was also in agricultural engineering which was my department so you know shalab and i kind of met on the first day and you know we kind of stayed stayed together for quite some time uh, and incidentally after graduating we worked for two years as well so, you know this is how bonds are formed in kharagpur so uh, you know if you remember all of us got given <clears throat> rooms on the ground floor where we were paired up with somebody else and we were um, you know rooming with somebody until a month or two later when we got individual rooms but that was kind of the first experience of arriving in kharagpur um many of the final year students knew about me because my brother was at kharagpur in the final year and so his batchmates knew about me um <laughs> and i had an interesting entry because of that because uh, just the, the the fact that they knew me uh meant that they were kind of waiting for me in some respects but it was a fascinating entry into a world where we had left the sort of um enclosure of our homes you know very secure enclosures of our home to end up in um in a place that was alien neeraj just dropped off vishwas do you want to take off on where how your entry was yeah so i uh, came in along with everyone else uh but i do remember uh, vijay you coming in late uh and i think i first saw you in the mess uh and uh, that was the first time we met and 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 i think you were wearing a sweater at that time if i am not wrong <clears throat> maybe my memory is failing on this oh we, we, point, i think we just gray sweater i remember also because that it, that was that, i don't remember that point uh, that time being very cold uh because it was pretty hot when i had uh, when we had come so uh, uh, anyway, it was september my kharagpur is not cold in september my god yeah it was it was hot uh, uh, in fact my my first day in kharagpur was uh, was quite a uh, uh, horror show i 
was allocated a room that was straight out of a horror movie with you know cobwebs everywhere uh, uh, coming down pretty low no electricity broken beds i i thought uh, you know can they give someone a room like this but anyway my uncle who uh, lives in calcutta he had accompanied me to the hostel and he said chalo let's uh, uh, he said come on let's go get a broom and clean up this place so uh we we got two brooms and we we cleaned up the place but uh, that night was difficult there was no electricity so and there were a lot of mosquitoes so uh which is why i was uh, uh, thinking that my first memory of vijay is wearing a sweater in the mess uh, but not sure if that was accurate that might be your, know, that, that my... might be your first positive memory uh, vishwas so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah uh so that was a, a a difficult start for me i was you know uh also my wing my uh, first person in my room allocated was manish panjar also in my department maybe they allocated people in the same department to the same rooms in 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 some cases so recently when not recently but uh, Uh, a few years back when we had all met again in kharagpur again panjar and i were in the same room and we were thinking okay so we this is how we started and this is how we meet again pretty interesting starts for each one of you uh one thing i forgot to tell on the first day of me arriving i did not know you know the shower system so bumped into this guy govinda and asked hey how do we take shower but uh, i was speaking hindi and of course going the new hindi but he was pretending not to speak hindi and he pointed us to the shit tank so i took shower from the shit tank on the very first day of the kalapur you, you need you so need to answer. you need to explain what that is uh, because it's probably <laughs> driving people but <nuts. laughs> hey so since you are you kind of opened that why didn't you explain shit tank <laughs> Yeah so shit tank was basically the uh, every every bathroom had this concrete uh, square type of deep reservoir of water which would get filled every morning uh, so that it was a common place for filling water if you want needed water because water was not in 24/7 supply so if you went to the bathroom and there was no flowing water you would sort of fill your bucket from there and use it either for a shower or whatever else but that was also uh, you know it's not the cleanest reservoir because it's con- it's not like it was being cleaned every day or anything so over time uh, that water was not for example not portable it was not meant to be drunk this was also the place where if anybody got upset with anybody uh, they would just pick them up and throw them inside so giving somebody a shit tank was basically throwing them in there all fully clothed you didn't have time to we didn't have cell phones then to not worry about that we didn't have time to change people would just pick you up they <laughs> you're troubling somebody just pick you up and throw you in so um uh, that was the that concrete reservoir of water in every bathroom was lovingly called the shit tank you know, so it was not just a noun it was a verb <laughs> neera i think you know so the first rhythm of life that you have to learn this is almost like the roti kapda makan kind of thing right which is you have to figure out where the food is and you have to figure out how to get cleaned and how to you know go take a crap and all that stuff and you know it's incredible that you have to learn a rhythm because the water is not available 24/7 you know water used to be supplied uh 3 hours in a day i think it was like 6:30 to 7:30 in the morning or something of that kind and then again from 12 to 1 and then again from 7 to 8 or 6 to 7 something of that kind in the evening 
and those are the only times you could take a shower because there's no other water available any any other time in the day and again you have to get used to this rhythm about when you can take a shower and when the mess is going to serve food isn't it and what what made my life worse was that since uh, you know as a school student i did not really have fancy clothes so when i landed in kharagpur i brought a lot of polyester and nylon stuff and as you know polyester and nylon stuff does not really work well in humid hot environments so for me it was much i think uh, it probably was applicable for a lot of other people it was far worse when you had these nylon and polyester clothes and lack of water and humid i mean i i'm not sure you know with the kind of heat that we had in kharagpur i'm not sure any kind of clothing really worked well um you, you know all of us had and those days some combination of cotton and mixed cotton and polyester clothes honestly that place uh, between heat and humidity you just have to get used to it uh, and the other thing you know we arrived because we arrived in september that was kind of the end of the monsoon this place was full of insects and bugs and slugs and snails you guys remember that at all yeah so this is something life <laughs> is another memory right so not just when i first showed up but every year when we would come back from summer holidays we would arrive to a hostel which was firstly the grass and everything was overgrown but then you had all i i would say exotic insects uh, bugs that i had never seen in my life before were all present and i think the other thing that uh, that is true is that when we were in our first year so you know first year you were assigned a room on the ground floor and after you went to second year onwards you were allowed to sort of upgrade and go to a first floor second floor room upstairs where you wouldn't be you know your room wouldn't be encroached by all these different things coming right out of the grass but in our first year when we got there uh all this stuff was like sensory overload right so you're kind of in a new place you're adapt- <laughs> adapting to all these new rhythms that you're describing shashi and then you have all these creepy crawlies showing up uh, you know all of us did whatever we could to put uh, wire mesh or whatever on our windows to keep the bugs out but you couldn't really keep them out could you and uh, we had these uh, little green insects uh, we call them lgbs uh, they LGBs. would uh, lgbs horrible they were like mini grasshoppers that bit really hard and they would go to any light source so at night when you when you had your uh, room lit up and if you didn't have your doors closed or wire meshed windows they would all fly right in and they would be all over you so we all had mosquito nets those days i don't know if you remember that even you know every one of us had a mosquito net in our room on our bed because otherwise we'd get you know bitten all night and then you wake up in the morning and these insects would all die at night so yep. you would wake up in the morning to see all these little green insects all over the table the floor dead and they kind of sweep them out and the whole cycle repeats <laughs> i don't know i don't know how we managed all this this is kind of I, you know i can't even imagine my kids going through that when they go to hostel now this is this is this is the stuff we had to deal with when we got there but i mean but you know vijay you could describe lgbs I mean, you said grasshoppers i mean they were tiny right they were like literally the size of a big sand grain and but they used to arrive in their thousands i mean these were not like you know an occasional grasshopper and all that i mean every night when you were sweeping these away you would have thousands of these in your room uh, so how many of you remember that you know we very quickly learned how to use good night mats uh, but but except that the good night mats were fairly new it was either the kachwa chap the tortoise uh, tortoise mark um, you know the agarbatti that used to burn you know this the stuff that you could light and it would give out smoke or we had the good night mats except that the little heaters that used to come with the good night mats were quite expensive so all of us had learned how to put the good night mats on top of a light bulb 
it was hilarious to watch the impact it had on the mosquitoes when you'd see the mosquitoes kind of uh, flying in the air get close to it and just drop dead right there do you remember that that and how we got even more creative using them so you know even that wasn't good enough so you had this thing sitting on the light bulb and it was and remember these things are emitting vapors i don't know what these vapors were doing to us but then we also learned at least i did how to light it on fire right yes. so you kind of have you light that mat which is emitting all these vapors and now it's smoldering and then you walk around your room with it with the smoke going everywhere and these insects are literally as you said falling out of the sky onto the ground they're not dead so then you have to kind of get rid of them from your room before they <laughs> regain consciousness or whatever and we used to literally do that to get rid of these insects from our room so as bad as that but since we're talking about creepy crawlies you can't escape the fact that this place was snake infested as well yeah there were snakes everywhere remember a couple of good snake incidents well i mean i think uh, you, you know remember the time that we were coming back from tech market and there was this big snake that came out on, from under the cow catcher in front of the hostel that was one that i remember because that was a close encounter but i think if you talk snakes you got to talk about govinda that's govinda right snake, <laughs> right I mean that guy was just like uh, incredible you know he used to carry around a stick and he used to go and kill snakes and uh, one morning he was shouting lamenting the fact that his stick had broken after he had killed 53 snakes with that with that stick and uh, the whole lament was that he wanted to get to 100 yeah he also caught that big python once i remember that we had this huge it, it uh, yeah and he was walking <laughs> the guy was i don't know he used to, he used to run after snakes. it was kind of freaky to watch him go after these snakes with that stick and i remember the one incident when we caught that big i think it was a python i mean everything that was huge was a python in india i guess and uh, he he even caught that and killed it and the fact that we were living with all these snakes in our hostel is another i had forgotten some of that yeah so vijay i think one of the running jokes was that if you went to the emergency room in the tech hospital in the bc roy hospital there was this chart that because this place was snake infested there was a chart about what to do in the event of a snake bite uh, i'm sure i'm sure you remember this one vijay vijay because the thing in the chart was if you are bitten by a snake you have to figure out whether the snake was venomous or not how do you do it by turning the snake over it's like come <laughs> on the snake that is the best part of the snake chart you had to turn the snake over to see if yeah. he had diamonds or circles or or like heart shaped uh, spots and what the colors were so yeah I, and i think that the chart still circulates in our kharagpur related whatsapp groups whether it's the azadhar group or 93 group or some other group that chart still exists in uh, its live form in the whatsapp groups but, but you know it, just imagine the impact that chart had on us that 35 years later we're still laughing about it there was once uh, i remember there was once uh, <clears throat> notice uh, that was put on our mess notice board that lgbs are here please orient them and uh, uh, remember ragging has been banned in in the in the institute so i i i did not know what lgbs were and and i asked someone you know what what are these so he said these the little green insects that you see these are these are the insects that uh, this notice is talking about so i thought he was joking uh, some some people are here who we need to who we need to orient and and uh, this guy is joking he's instead of pointing me to who has come he is pointing me to insects so one thing, pretty much everyone i asked 
told me the same thing you know lgbt is these insects so i was wondering is everyone on to this joke or am i the one who is missing something over here as shashi mentioned right it was more than roti kapda and makan you were especially i was out of the house for the first time and i'm guessing most of you were too so it was not simply about hey the mess is the food and then then the dhobi is going to take your clothes it's, it's about just learning to pick up your own life and, and that included bugs snakes bicycling learning how to fix bicycle and l- luckily we had a little bit of that idea where ashok da who ran our bike bicycle stand was very helpful on those matters so you were just picking up your uh, it, it was like a rebirth right you know the uh, we were born again in in a sense that we were learning new things so and, and lgbs were definitely a big part of our life over there uh, <laughs> so no, I mean, I, it wasn't quite like being sent off into the jungle and said and being told you know learn your survival skills <laughs> but but there is an element of that isn't it it is and 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 i think that that's the that's the charm about kadakpur right because it was away from the metros it was away from the big cities and uh, that's where your weekend were different than say weekends for people who are local like people from jamshedpur tata nagar or or kolkata uh, for us who were far from home a weekend trip at home was not possible uh, versus people who lived in metro they would skip out for the weekend so we had to figure out uh these jungle survival skills but in a different way it's in a fun way uh so i, I just actually want to uh, i mentioned about me coming in and meeting b santosh and ajay pratap what I, what's interesting to me is like how do you guys start making sort of wingmates in the first year i think that was also another part like in when you're in school your school friends are your school your friends or your neighborhood friends and sometimes they are the same but what's interesting me to me is how do you guys start making sort of wingmates because that evolves in the second third and fourth year so so would be a little bit interested in uh, understanding your process of going, you know finding a hey, i want to be your wingmate and let's stick together just just let me start with vijay because vijay was mentioning he had only four or five wingmates per se and they were like floaters around well you know uh uh two of those wingmates are in this call right now so <laughs> we <are> basically <laughs> a group i think we were a core group of five uh, so shashi vishwas myself arun chawla and vinit chaudhary so they were fine arun has been on our podcast a couple of times so we I, actually if i recall how we got together we were kind of like the outliers to some extent so we saw uh, certain groups of uh, people sort of coalescing together because they had a certain a uh, match of uh, interests or whatever and then we were kind of almost like people who found each other saying hey you know we seem to like each other and we kind of trying to figure out how to form a wing and we kind of got together and i remember there was this whole system also of when you formed a group and you were starting to create your wing uh, where you would get allocated so you as i said you were on the ground floor and you were in your second year going to go to the first floor but you couldn't just ask for a certain uh, section of the hostel and the rooms for yourself because there was a competitive process involved so there was also this concept of hall points uh, like in you know in harry potter you have these uh, points awarded for different activities well depending on how much you had participated in uh, events you know representing the hostel or institute and stuff like that you got points for that and everybody would pool their hall points together if you were forming a group or a wing and then every wing you know so every every group would then be rated against each other and who had the highest hall points amongst them would then get to choose 
you know, here are the open sections of the hostel because all these fine layers are leaving. So this is, which one do you want? And that's how it went. So there was a little bit of that also going on as we were talking to each other. Hey, do you have any hall points? How do we put them together and stuff like that? So that's that's my memories of how we formed the wing. I'm sure uh, Shashi and Vishwas yeah, have you know, some difference I mean, in, in their recollection. Neera Jaya, it's a very good question about how people coalesce together because, uh, you know, my son's in just finishing his third year of the, the whole question of, you know, how do you go from first year to second year and how do you form groups and all that. That came up very recently in our family. But I think, you know, Vijay and Vishwas might correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we had come together as a group until, you know, very shortly before the end of the first year. I think it was probably about only March or April that we had decided to form uh, a wing together. <clears throat> and I think, you know, what what Vijay said, which is that, uh, you know, outliers is one word that you could use. There was a group from, you know, there was a very large contingent from Calcutta who all coalesced together naturally. That was not difficult. Um, there was a contingent from Rachi, but I didn't fit in with them because they were not from my school. I didn't know them. And, you know, I frankly, I got along with them, but I didn't get along with them well enough that I wanted to be in a wing with them. So actually, you know, finding like-minded people is what this was all about. And finding Vijay and Vishwas and Vineet and Arun was all about finding like-minded people. Vishwas, what do you have opinion about your other two roommates or wingmates? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I, my memory is pretty similar to uh, what uh, Vijay was sharing. That uh, we, we, it, it sort of uh, happened as a process. I and and uh, I don't remember what Shashi was saying uh, in terms of exactly when this got decided that we we form a wing but i do remember uh, meeting uh, vijay uh, shashi and arun pretty early in uh, in my time in kharagpur i think uh, shashi probably i met uh, on the first or the second day itself uh, vijay i think i met on the first day that he came uh, in the mess with a sweater like i was saying and uh, uh, <coughs> Arun also uh, in in the first couple of days that that was there. So so from from uh, you know my memory is a little hazy in terms of how we came together as a group uh, to form wingmates. But I do remember that uh, I was uh, in touch with uh, all of uh, uh, my wingmates from pretty early on. So that probably contributed. So pretty interesting. So I mean. Vijay, you call yourself outliers. Uh, I used to call my wing misfits. Our wing was formed not because we intentionally sought each other out. Our wing was formed because nobody else was willing to take us in their wings. <laughs> so, so they were like ten of us. We said like, hey, "What wing are you in?" And this, I'm talking. This is the uh, end of the first year when we have to do the hall points and lottery system. And being in the first year and having not done any activity, we all had zero points. So we were like, okay, whatever we'll get, we'll get. Uh, but as I mentioned early on, Ajay Pratap and I had made a very strong bond. And uh, my 18th birthday was in November of the year we came in the Kharagpur. And he and I actually went to Gold Bajar and got uh, two beers. I don't remember the brand either. It was Wazir or Boxer. And we came back to the room and we got some uh, Gobi Pakoda, Alu Pakoda and Gobi Pakoda. And that's, that was starting of our 
uh, friendship you know you, you remember that movie uh, casablanca <laughs> this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship kind of thing so it, it was like something like that and he and i decided to stay wingmates or roommates like for the four years other people came and went in our wing but he i pretty much stayed for four years together and other wingmates were kind of collapsed by they were either together in civil engineering so it's jashwant rajan and ram mohan or there were a couple of mechanical engineering people shakil joyce and so that's how we collapsed and made a wing and actually we had a very fun wing group uh, once we moved to the d top and that's a story we all used to hang out in balcony yeah we didn't play cricket like uh, other wings but we had a big transistor and uh, and a cd player or not cd player cassette player back then and ajay pratap had really old collection of songs and i also had a, some old collection of songs and we would just sit there in our balcony or whatever we called it and listen to the song all day long when we had no nothing to do uh, the our favorite activity was just to go back you know hop the wall towards where the professor's uh, flat was and there were railway tracks passing by us and sit on the railway tracks and just listen to the songs on the, on, the, on that transistor that was our activity and i think uh, that's how we collapsed together to form a wing with literally i think in third year we had like five points total of five points among 11 of us that's how uh, active we were at the hostel or hall back then yeah i think the the experience you're describing of just whiling the time away is i think a very important part of my memories of kharagpur the fact that and I, i this was something i mentioned earlier i think the fact that we couldn't get away and i benchmarked this with friends uh, who went to delhi or chennai etc as you said somebody mentioned i think we might have mentioned it nearest they went away you know they could go home or they could go to the movies or whatever we didn't have a lot of those options so we had to get creative inside the hostel and we did all sorts of real fun things uh, uh we came up I mean, one of the things i remember is we came up with all sorts of interesting competitions and activities uh, which were a lot of fun but one memory of you know we talked about the weather the weather was pretty muggy and bad when we showed up and for a good part of the year it was pretty uncomfortable during the day but in the evenings we used to get this lovely breeze and uh, the the mess where we used to eat the roof of the mess was tarred over and empty so this was this huge flat surface at a height where you could just go and sit we didn't have railings and anything of that sort if you walked off the edge you walked off the edge but that's where a lot of us used to show up in the evening and hang out at the hostel canteen was right next door so if you were hungry or whatever hunted to have tea you could just get it from there and that was a place where we spent many many hours with our friends just hanging out enjoying the breeze chatting and i think that's where a lot of the bonds were formed those are some of my best memories from from azad and, and, and that that's right so uh, you know we did form a pattern a routine right so so ajay pratap and i are wingmates we had made a routine that every friday will go out walk together in golbi and and then you know not golbi say tech market in the in the back and do our round of uh, limbu chai will come back he and i will have one beer each everybody in our room knew that you know ajay and i are the drinkers so nobody else drank nobody else even touched anything else uh, ajay was a tobacco user and 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 smoker and i was and there was nobody else there was like we had tea totalers in our wing totally tea totalers nobody does did anything so ajay and i would have our drink and we formed a routine and one of those routine was going and watching movie it did not matter what movie it was 
it it could be the crappiest movie it could be the god what kind of movie it didn't it didn't matter we all will go to movie saturday evenings and even if the worst the movie was the cost is the ticket was so we would buy the tickets in black for 10 rupees and bicycle all the way to bombay and aurora talkies and watch those movies so so to your point uh, you know it it sounds very boring and mundane right now but that was the life that was the life yeah. back then. you know i think that isolation uh, is what led to a lot of bonds being built and and uh, i i don't think any of us can escape that fact but you know which i just wanted to go back to your point about you know misfits i think in reality you know given that we had spent the bulk of our teenage years preparing for je and all that we were socially very inept i mean that was true pretty much of everybody who showed up in kharagpur <clears throat> so that degree of ineptitude combined with you know isolation which meant we had a lot of time on our hands meant that we formed very strong bonds in kharagpur because we spent so much time together with each other and i think every wing every group of people had their own activities that they discovered in you know, a vijay and vishwas you'll remember you know we used to go as a group to watch movies in uh, netaji and then we used to go to sahara for uh, not yeah, sahara for dinner and all that i mean that became a routine with uh, with us for many years didn't it yep fridays friday movie shows i was remembering that as well yeah so, and so there was a rhythm to that life yeah and, and i think uh, i think you mentioned netaji so that was the internal auditorium that we had in the in iit where they would run a movie every every friday and saturday and they had certain times yeah, girls have, guys and stuff like that coupon booklet that would have the one coupon per friday show or you can go saturday show you you could choose friday shows or saturday shows you write the girls shows were kind of separate and the rotation was hindi english bangla and despite living there for a long time i never understood bangla so i would give my bangla ticket to somebody else so somebody wanted to go watch it twice they would watch it twice but but that was uh that was fun i think you know and and then the theater netaji auditorium despite being internal uh, internal theater we pretty much treated as as like a, a outside market theater like the the whistling the sounds and all the mess we made over there <laughs> it was a social outing i mean it was not just to go and watch a movie uh, i mean it was there to go and create as much of a nuisance of uh, of ourselves as we could and uh, the the name tarapodo will of course be familiar to anybody from kharagpur tarapodo was a very very Uh, in in days past he was a sound engineer in the uh, in the cinema <laughs> because the sound used to be very poor i mean people start shouting tarapodo sound tarapodo sound actually even if the sound was fine people would shout so loudly that you couldn't hear anything anywhere so you know it was partly about watching the movie and it was partly about letting off steam after a week but it became a complete sort of ritual part of our life yep and that is true so by the way the 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 the, the call was tarapodo focus with the or with an f okay tarapodo focus and tarapodo i think uh, the way based on the some of the kgp uh, facebook groups he was a, a technical guy in naval art department so he was a sound engineer by default but he was actually a lab technician or a lecturer in naval architecture back then and it it is well known that i was i, I was watching this movie in washington dc the movie was devdas i don't know which year it came but it was 2003 or 4 time frame and i was watching it in dc uh, my wife was there and for a second it flickered and i heard a yell 
in the theater tarapodo focus such <laughs> a laughter blast for us because i knew there was a kgpi in the hall just it was full so there was no way to find out who that one was <laughs> and other people started shut up shut up and but there was a tarapodo focus call in dc theater in like 2003 or 4 so so that that legend carried on beyond the borders and the time yeah, yeah this is almost like when two freemasons meet how do they identify each other like when two kgpiers meet tarapodo focus is this is a password exactly so so but the one 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 thing about netaji was that you know uh, that for me this is specifically for me i had not watched a single english movie before coming to kharagpur netaji is where i got exposed to movies like where eagles dear godfather good bad ugly and i was catching up with the english i picked up pretty quickly in first couple of years but i still did not understand most of the movies poor sound quality american accent so it took me a while to kind of start getting to understand these movies i i was there simply for action right so when i came to us i rewatched all these movies again in a high quality laser discs or dvds or whatever whatever was available to really enjoy those movies and like holy cow i missed all this because of you know the environment or the or the the the, the quality of the videos that we got but that was for nitaji for me was a sort of an entry into hitchcock's world and clint eastwood and and mel gibson and these guys were like that's where i kind of learned all these Uh, and found out these movies but <laughs> well, i think you know the other thing which also uh, we should talk about is the common room and the music collections that the common rooms had which exposed many people to rock music and things of that kind that you know frankly many people had never been never heard before never been exposed to before yeah. and it was a real opening into a completely different world true true uh, i i when my second year i was in uh, b first floor which was right over the common room I do not know I don't remember now but there was a gentleman there was a guy there was a batchmate or somebody who used to play the queen every night at 3 am the song he used to play was i want to break free if you all remember it has a bass it has a some kind of bass beat that shakes the windows so at 3 am while we were partly awake we would have i want to break free shaking up our windows so i was so pissed off after like a month or two i had to go and hide that lp for a month so i can actually relax or i can but then the person found out uh, i think that he started playing scorpion or something else and in one way that's <laughs> how i got exposed to scorpion acdc doors and youtube but the, but that i still date when i hear i want to break free from queens it just annoys the heck out of me because of that man from 30 years back i think vijay and vishwas will remember our anthem used to be before every exam uh playing youtube on uh, on on our system where the streets have no name just blaring it out uh before going to exams yep i and i remember uh, uh, ravi kiran who also was part of our uh, uh, wing eventually telling me once that you know this is the shirt this is my lucky shirt so i am going to wear it every day for my exam and i used to have to say okay is nothing else lucky maybe is a trouser that is lucky but uh, and i and uh, when you said uh, the music room i was remembering the the music we had in your room shashi yeah. because i got int- introduced to jethro tull yeah. over there well i mean vijay will probably not want to admit this but vijay was a big michael jackson fan when he arrived in kharagpur uh, 
and I had to gently introduce him to the idea that there were some better bands than Michael Jackson. Well, I, I, I freely admit it. I was big into pop when I showed up, and uh, and then Shashi started telling me, "Oh, you know, you should listen to this and that." And Shashi was uh, the guy who had uh, siblings who were already in the U.S., so they were sending him uh, high quality cassettes. So I had a Walkman, and you know, I used to use the regular. Uh, tapes and then he would get these recordings on metal tape and stuff like that and the quality of the sound was like 10x better right suddenly you are hearing all these sounds you never yeah. heard so i heard uh, uh you know u2 on uh, on one of his cassettes and then he introduced me to led zeppelin uh when i heard uh, i think it was the fourth album with with all the classics so i started really enjoying that music and i was trying to say you know i listen to rock music too and i brought def leppard and i said this is rock music right and she's like yeah yeah that's rock music but now go listen to this but i think you also mentioned the lps in the common room right there was an amazing collection yeah. and that was that was the core right what we had there were lps and I know, remember, I remember that in second year, I think you were responsible for the common room, Shashi, and yeah. you went and bought this uh, high-quality uh, music system to replace the one we already had. You went to Kolkata and bought this system, and we spent a lot of time in the common room listening to. That's when I discovered even like obscure bands like Uriah Heep and stuff like that. Um, and we had the ping pong table there and the carom, and it was you know there was always people doing something there. And you're right, uh, uh, Neeraj, you, I guess because you were in. The B-Wing, you were very close, so you could hear, and people would go to common room. It was not like it was locked up at night or anything. You could go at 4 a.m. and play a, uh, an LP blaring loudly if you wanted to, right? And I guess then uh, uh, mob control would have to take over if everybody was waking up. So that, we spent a lot of time in that common room and the canteen and amazing memories. My, my, my best experience was also, and this is how I got, as, as I said, like I had no exposure to English in my school days, right? So this is where I got exposed to the Pink Floyd. So I hear the Pink Floyd music. I'm like, I'm totally thrilled with the music. You know, I like it. I go downstairs to the common room and I see a bunch of people, not to be named, totally high, totally high, sitting in common room listening to Pink Floyd. That's when I learned the Pink Floyd was the high music. <laughs> so, so it was a psychedelic music and people were totally high listening to Pink Floyd. Loved it totally. Uh, so, so, so for me, it was not just, hey, I got to listen to a different kind of music. Every music had a story like Jethro Tull, for example, like Ian Anderson, his flute, that was very magical. Uh, and you're right, even I was, I came to Krakow, the, I knew only a handful of English musicians, uh, Michael Jackson being one of them, but exposure to Scorpions, you know, Bon Jovi, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, it was a totally life-altering moment when you listen, there is a music out there other than uh, what Ajay Pratap and I used to listen, uh, one of our favorite se- series over there used to be Binaka Geet Mala. We had all the Binaka Geet Malas uh, uh, from 1950s to almost 1980s. We had like 40, 50 years worth of Binaka Geet Mala cassettes back then. So so you can contrast, Shashi, right? There's a Binaka Geet Mala, the number one songs from each year, Hindi music, and then you have these rock guys, <laughs> which is completely different. So for me, uh, the common room did bring that. Uh, another part of common room, if you guys remember, Govinda used to be a nightly feature in common room. Mm-hmm. He's the one who taught me table tennis and carom. I mean, not that I knew how to play carom, but all the trick shots, side shots, back shots, and table tennis. So Govinda, while you know he had his duties, he had this uh, teacher duties uh, where he taught people different aspects of uh, living in the hall. 
But you know, I mean, Neeraj, about talking about just uh, you know the example that you used there about music. The point there is that people came with very diverse interests, and people had diverse interests in music as well. So there was people like Sanjeev Gupta, who were totally into ghazals. <laughs> Hardly anyone else was, but that was fine. And you know, the fact that uh, you could have that very wide group of interests, and you could talk about it and learn from each other and all that—that that was very much a part of that hostel life that we enjoyed. Yeah, and I think that's what I wanted to also mention. That I think that was really the first time when we were plucked out of what had become very normal for a long time and put in a new place with new experiences, things we had to. You know, I think we started with all the adapting to new life and sort of living on our own, even though it was in a community, but figuring all that out. But I think the richness of uh, experiences and the diversity of the people we encountered. I mean, I met all sorts of people who the like of whom I had never met before. And I think the other thing was really interesting about being at IIT was also that you kind of suddenly got upgraded in terms of all the academic talent around you and suddenly realizing that you're just a little fish in a large ocean of very smart people. I think those are some of the things that uh, were, I think, very transformative of the time we spent in the hostel. I know, guys, we can keep talking yeah. about this, but maybe for today we need to start winding down here. But I think that last point that you made, Vijay, I think we should, you know, we should really end on that point that there were all these formative experiences and I think, uh, you know, that was fantastic. But it was also a humbling experience to be in the company of people, uh, you know, where everyone was bright and, you know, you may have been the brightest kid in your own school, but you were now in the company of some of the brightest people in the whole country. And, you know, that was genuinely humbling, to be honest. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, for the sake of time, I want to actually wrap up this. But this is a topic I do want to come back next week, because what we have talked about is the beginning of our hostel life. And I do want to also talk about towards the end, like the third and fourth year. That was a different that that was another transition that we had to go through. And uh, I would spare it for the next podcast, because for me, that was also a. Uh, a pivot moment in my life when I entered the fourth year. So with that note, uh, I, I don't want to just, uh, kind of cut, cut it abruptly, guys, but I do want to come back to this topic for sure next week and talk about once we made the wings and uh, how did we go from there. So with that note, uh, this has brought a lot of good memories. I'm I'm like totally flowing with the emotions and I want to just bring it back next week. What- that was wonderful, I think that's we can continue this one. Yep. All right. Thank you all. Then uh, we'll talk about the same more next week. Yeah. Talk about this next week. Yep. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys.